Welcome to the podcast, Facing the Facts, the path to gaining control, accessing power, and ultimately creating a life of abundance. I'm your host, Tony Leprino, here with a new episode, how the authentic, powerful connection to your body, your mind, and your soul can change your world. This podcast episode is for entrepreneurs who want to learn how to take their life and their wealth to the next level. And I'm here today with a very special guest, Sherry Burton. And before I bring Sherry onto the show, I want to share a bit about her backstory and where she came from and where she is today. And Sherry is a pioneering spiritual psychologist whose evolutionary stand, speak, shine method transforms women into authentically embodied and empowered feminine leaders. As a mother of six, author, international speaker, and host of the Women Seeking Wholeness podcast, she is passionately driven to drive women influencers to heal, express, and create. Using the new feminine leadership paradigm, she has earned degrees in psychology and sociology and held group therapist positions in psychiatric facility, a teen behavior facility, and an addiction recovery center. Sherry is crowned Miss Utah in 2004 and has become a skilled mentor in speaking, beauty, and queenly secrets, coaching multiple females who won pageant titles. Ironically, Sherry's close sister, Shauna, a mother of five, took her own life during this time. Sherry's work as an emotional wellness expert expanded quickly in her obsessive quest to break family patterns and crack the code on depression. Sherry is an avid researcher and teacher of the divine feminine who has written and produced audios, training programs, and transformational retreats with a keen focus on addressing wholeness for women on multiple levels. She drove into yoga training and became certified mind-body facilitator as a unique modality, perfect healing. The unique expertise is the science and spirituality of sensory integration. And Sherry, I want to welcome you to the program. I'm really excited to have a conversation with you. There's a lot of there's a lot to dive into today. So welcome. Thank you. And it's actually pronounced Sheree. I Sheree? <laughs> probably should have told that at the beginning. Oh, okay. It's totally fine. All right, no problem. Cool. So yeah. Sorry about that. And I should have. No, you're a, good. Thanks, uh, Tony. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just grateful to be here. You can call me Sherry if you want. <laughs> Sherry, no, no, I'm not going to call you Sherry. Sherry. I should have <laughs> asked, but that's perfectly fine. You know, that's just one of those things that you do. You screw it up and you just go from there. That's we're not perfect. Good. And it's that's just the way it is. So thanks for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. And there's a lot that we can talk about on today's show. And I want to start off with your history, where you came from, what you do. And where you are today. Yeah. Well, um, as you noted in the intro, you know, I've been on quite a path of everything from beauty pageants to entrepreneurial pursuits to mothering to, um, you know, it's just like if I do something, I'd like to do it big. I like to, I have a lot of achiever uh, in me. And what that looks like is I, I really like to dive deep. I, li- I really like to get to the core of why people do what they do. You know, that's why I went into psychology and even getting a psych degree and just to kind of doing my own work in transpersonal psychology and depth psychology and Jungian analysis and archetypes. I mean, I just love to explore why people do what they do. And my journey has been one of like profound loss, uh, as you mentioned in the um, intro, you know, I have lost a sister to suicide, a close sister. Um, she had five children. I have five, well, at three at the time. And uh, sh- her children ranged in age from two to 12. It was when I was Mrs. Utah. And so when she took her life. And so I had kind of a public role, which 
shifted me into working in the, I guess you could say more in the governmental role of the Utah Attorney General asked me to sit on the State Suicide Prevention Council. And this is before I was into any kind of natural health, but I started to see a lot of breakdown in the structure of how we're treating mental and emotional health and physical health for that matter. And so her death, my sister's death, which was actually 15 years ago in April, um, really catapulted me into trying to understand, again, why do people do what they do? And how do we break these family patterns? How do I move into a space of... And it's really aligned, Tony, with your mission of like, how do I move into space of doing what my soul is calling me to do, which is not to be in clinical settings working as a group counselor at a psychiatric hospital, which is what I was doing, but to help people truly get well. And then also the other side of that core healing and breaking patterns in family systems, religious systems, academia, government, all levels. And that is exactly what is happening on the earth right now with this virus. Oh boy. You aren't kidding. Absolutely. And it is. You know, it's one of those, it's one of those things where that was, you know, I know when I go, all I can do is relate it back into my own and look it back at my own life and, and why, why I started the transformation, why I started a journey down my own path. And it was simply because I knew there was more. I knew there was more inside of me and this voice inside of me kept telling me there's more, there's more, there's more. You don't have to be this way. You are not this way. Mm-hmm. You don't have to follow the same patterns and the same behaviors and the same everything that your parents were taught you. So it's very intriguing to me to learn about your findings on really breaking the patterns, breaking the patterns of the past and family and relationships and religion and all these types of things are so intriguing to me mm-hmm. and really the ability to dig inside and listen and being aware. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about you. You really focus on on women is primarily your, your background. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I just really, I mean, women more so than men. I mean, it's really changing now, but women more so than men have really in the last probably 20 to 30 years really been the shifters of the culture of personal transformation and heeding the call to do the inner work. I mean, because we've largely been in a masculine paradigm for really millennia, yeah. <laughs> millennia. And so women are, have kind of answered this call to do the deeper work and men are, so it's not just work with women, it's work with the feminine and there's feminine and men that need healed. So yeah, that's, and I've, I've recently moved my work into healing relationships between men and women, but it really starts with healing the masculine and feminine in each being, each person needs to heal their masculine and feminine. Can you talk more about the masculine and feminine inside of the being itself? Tell me your definition and what your thoughts are. Because that is something I know one particular resource that drives me right to it is um, the way of the superior man. And that was when I was first introduced into the feminine and the the masculine. So to go ahead and and tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah. It's again, it's not gender specific at all. It is about it's an it's a a force or an energy or way of being if you will even the archetype of our souls so it's not about our physicality 
It's about how there are different energies that move through us that are masculine and feminine. So the feminine energy is in, it's inner. It's um, all about receiving. It's about going, like I said, under the surface to see what's really happening. It's about coming back into a space of inclusion and empathy and compassion. And it's not passive. So in saying that it's inner or receptive energy, it's actually very expansive. So it's about, if you can picture like an angel wing, a big, huge angel wing covering the earth, right? It's it's protective, but it's also, she could take her wings and just expand them out, right? So that's just a visual I like when I think of the feminine because it's like a lot of people consider like earth, mother earth. There's the reason that's feminine is because it's very allowing. It's very, it doesn't work hard to be. It just is. The masculine energy is very uh, action oriented. So it's an ex- it, it is expansive too, but it's an outer display as a put or an outer manifestation versus an inner type of way. So it's all about in the past when this energy is out of alignment, because it is a very protective and providing energy in terms of getting things done and getting to the bottom. It's very linear. It's very uh, logical. And so it, it's, it's how we've gotten things done on the planet. <laughs> it, it's very much the action and it, the out, the outer exterior. And so there are women who are really high functioning in their masculine energy. Um, and, and a lot of women entrepreneurs have a lot of that energy where they, they have a work in the world and, they, and, and, and it's very healthy. So we're not trying to pit these two energies against each other and say one's better than the other. We need both. The problem is you can go into unhealthy feminine and you can go into unhealthy masculine. Unhealthy masculine is go, 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 do, 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 achieve, 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 ranks, um, control, force, uh, fear, dominance. Unhealthy feminine is passivity, passive aggressive, um, victim-y, codependent energy, um, doormat energy. So we can see how these have played out in each person and how in order to, for us to get things done, whether you're man or woman, you need healthy masculine energy. Um, but we, what, what's really been grossly overlooked in society is healthy feminine energy as leadership in men and women. So that's just in a nutshell how, you know, because I've done a lot of work in understanding like ancient Egyptian coupleship like Isis and Osiris, and then Jesus and Mary Magdalene, um, kind of more in the, you know, meridian of time energy, or, you know, they manifested that. And it's, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sacredness to that spiritual partnership, again, within the individual and then in larger society. And until we have that equal egalitarian leadership, structures will fall, things will crumble. And I, and I can see that happening I could see it happening before this, you know, COVID crisis, uh-huh. um, but it's definitely bringing us more to that egalitarian society in, in a lot of ways. We're, we're sequestered. We have to stop. We have to go within. It's no longer working to just stay in unhealthy masculine. No, no. And it's, 
it's certainly not it's, it's certainly not working and it's it's certainly not uh going to be the way of the world or if it does there's going to be uh some some major problems uh that continue to happen and so tell me a little bit you know i know this drastic and and terrible event of your sister taking her own life was a, mm-hmm. was a pivotal moment in your life there's no doubt about it is this you know when when that happened were you on the path of that you were that you're continually on and in finding out and and really digging into the into the human spirit and digging into the background of uh, why people do what they they want to do did that yeah. heighten it or i mean was that the the moment that you said something needs to change in my life and i need i need answers um that's a really good question i have always been a, a spiritual seeker truth seeker. And so I've always had that dimension, but my aunt actually took her life 10 years before that. And my aunt left in her, my dad's sister, she left in her suicide letter. She left my parents to raise her three-year-old son. So I come from a family of seven children. He being the seventh that my parents adopted. I'm the second oldest. And of my seven siblings, six siblings, sorry, um, all of them have been diagnosed with bipolar except myself and one other sibling. And my mother and father have significant mental illness in their family lines. That said, I had to go, as I look back, I had to go into my healthy masculine to find answers and dive deep. A lot of my siblings are high creative in their feminine energy. Even the men, they are artists and musicians and things like that. And for whatever reason, I dodged those genes. <laughs> and I say, I don't say that like in mockery or jest or anything or making light of that. It's just so interesting to me as I understand, as I look back, that I was really driven to get to the bottom line, which is the masculine. It's like, what is really happening? But the feminine is intuition. And so, yeah, when my aunt died, I was in my early 20s. My sister died. I was in my 30, early mid 30s. And, um, it's been interesting that that is a theme that has shown up in my life over and over. People closest to me, um, my own mother in bed for you know much of my junior high years because of postpartum depression, and she didn't know what was going on, and I didn't know what we didn't know what was going on. But when Shauna, my sister, died, it was almost like, okay, that's it, like no more, like it stops here. And uh, it wasn't just myself that felt that. My other surviving sisters and mom, we all got together and we said, what are we going to do? How are we going to break this? Um, my older sisters, I have, I'm in between two sisters, a year older and a year, uh, one's a year older, one's two years younger. They're both bipolar. The one who's two years younger is the one that took her life. Um, that sister was on over a dozen medications to manage her bipolar symptoms. My sister that's a year older, same. The day that we, the very hour that we found out I would say the minute that we found out Shauna died, we were all gathered at my home. My parents, my dad, retired police officer. He's actually the one that discovered she'd gone to a hotel room and overdosed on a drug to manage her bipolar symptoms. Um, And the very moment and hour that we found out that Shauna had gone, I remember my, my mom and my two sisters and I were huddled kind of crying, just in shock. And 
my older sister, the one year older, Tanya, she turned to us and she said, and this is a sister also who was on just as many medications, I would say more severely depressed in a depressive episode than the other sister. She said, she beat me to it. So that sister had a suicide plan. And, um, and that's when we were like, that's it. We've, it plan B. Yeah. What was well, plan B? Plan B is we all stepped into our strong, fierce feminine and we went into this, we got to get to the root of this because traditional drugs and talk therapy and the system were not serving. And, and to be honest, that's when I decided to be an entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And, and my definite, in, in soul work, right? Because a true entrepreneur is someone who has this, who has answered the call of their soul. It's like, why are all these things showing up in my life? Why did I incarnate as a soul into this family system? Why was I drawn to psychology? Okay, well, this is why. And we are not going to keep losing our family members if I have anything to do with it. And I'm looking at my children going, "Um, no. Right. You know, no. It, It stops here. So that's when I really opened my eyes and ears and went, everything's different now. What? And this is also the invitation on the planet right now for everyone. Everything's different now. Mm-hmm. Nothing will ever be the same. How will you show up to answer the call of your soul? Because everyone is, are, people are losing jobs. Systems are crumbling in some regard. Um, things are changing and shifting. Even the healthcare system we can see is overloaded. People, to me, it's an outer manifestation of what was what already happening. Yes, our system, healthcare system is overloaded in the spiritual and emotional department. We are the ones as solepreneurs, fempreneurs, entrepreneurs of all sorts that will help the planet really start to heal now from the inside out. That's absolutely amazing that, you know, the healing from the inside out and there's an opportunity, there's an opportunity for a new possibility, mm-hmm. new possibility to break free of the organization in the same old way. How yeah. does that happen? How do you get and break the unconsciousness yeah. of the society and the people that, that surround you? And same thing for me is how do, you, how do you break through the unconscious to get them to see it? So we, that's such a great question because in times past, we've been trying to appeal to the head, to the mental body, to the brain, the logicality. And that's masculine. And again, we need that. But the greater invitation is we have to speak to people's hearts. We have to help. We have to honor with compassion where people are actually at and, and meet them where they're at. And that means that, means that doing the, the deeper work, this means, you know, there's a, there's a saying um, and it's, I can't remember who said it, but I love it. And it's like, who and what you are is speaking so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. Like who you are is speaking so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And that is, a, is like in times past, our teachers and, and our leaders, they're saying these things, whether it's in religion or school or whatever. And if we're not feeling it, if their vibe is not congruent with our message, we're out of there. Like we've, we'll either go into fear and follow them mm-hmm out of sheer fear, or we'll wake up and go, you know what, that's not resonating for me. That person's not lined up with their message or they're not, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. 
and, and our millennials are doing this in droves, our generation Zers, whatever they are now, um, these, these early, this early generation, post-millennial generation are going, um, no, that's it. They're breaking us out of the prison of that. Um, and a lot of us, I'm, I was born, my parents are baby boomers. I'm a generation X, I guess. Um, and so a lot of us are innovators and we, we are awakening. We, we have been awakening for a long time. And so we're the parents of the millennials going, okay, kids, this is the way it was before. And we actually gave energetic permission for the millennials to be doing what they're doing. And, and so, yeah, it's very interesting. It is very, very interesting because, I mean, are you, how old are you? I'm 51. Okay. So when did that awakening happen for you? What age were you? Um, the, the true awakening for me was right around 30, 30, uh, 31, something gotcha. like that. Um, so 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 And that's, you know, that's the reason I asked that is it's, I'm 39 and mm-hmm. I feel that mine happened just a couple of years ago. And because we're, it seems like, we're, we're so taught and we're indoctrinated into this way of life and the way that family should be, the way that marriage should be, the way that men should be, the way that women should be. Yeah. And that's how it is. And when you deviate from that, we're taught to bury, we're taught to bury everything. Yeah. We bury our feelings. And I'm only speaking from the, from the, from the masculine side and from the side of the male. And that was, that was it. You focus on making money. And if you, if you feel, sad if you feel shame if you feel fear if you feel all of it bury it down because you're weak mm-hmm. and keep your head down and just keep moving forward mm. and that's not working anymore no no in fact it's com- it's become completely intolerable for this planet and the awakened ones and it's not consciously we this is not a conscious thing if you study carl jung at all he talks about the collective unconscious so there's been this collective feeling for a while and, and it gets to a point like the boiling point yeah, where it's no longer, it's just, you can't keep stuffing it down. You can't keep swallowing it down. You can't keep looking away. Everyone is being asked to go to the next level to wake up. That's where and, it is to wake yeah, up. Exactly. Wake mm-hmm. up, simply wake up. So yeah. from, uh, from a male standpoint, I understand where you're coming from. So let's talk strong women. Mm-hmm. Why do they feel so empty? Why do they feel so yeah. disconnected inside? And yeah, you know, because that's that's exactly that's exactly where I was. And you know, I it, I've got no problem to admit that you know, regardless of who you are, if you're a male, woman, woman, it doesn't matter. You have feelings, and there's emptiness, and there's loneliness, and there's disconnection. So why do why do we feel this way? Yeah. Well, collectively, women have been silenced for thousands of years. So that's, that's part of the sadness women feel. Um, and again, it's not, it's not always conscious. We see a lot of it showing up in health, like thyroid issues and different things, hormone imbalances, um, the denial of feminine power, really, which is a lot of it is sounds a little crazy to somebody who, do, who hasn't studied like yoga or some of the ancient arts, but womb power, like the power of the center of your body, which is creation and flow and 
fluidity and expansion and love and incubation really of true creation. So there's that. Um, Again, and this is not gender specific because men, even though women lead more with their feminine energy and and men lead more with masculine energy, um, for me, where it really came down to my full-blown like transitional awakening was about a year ago um, where my husband and I, you know, married 24 years, we sort of, and we're both entrepreneurs. Um, we both have worked from home almost our entire marriage. And we kind of broke that. We, we kind of like, that's our thing that that was our gift to our families to set our own hours and different things. Mm-hmm. But we actually had a crisis in our marriage and we separated and I'm happy to say we're reconnecting and all of that's healing and whatever, but we realized that we were, we were leading with our unhealthy masculine and feminine. So I, I, as a strong woman, I flipped into my masculine, which is survival, you know, success, strategy, bottom line results, um, and money, really the creation of like, you know, being the breadwinner. I have been the breadwinner for 10 years. And I started to resent that I couldn't lead more in my map in my feminine, which is the more of the like, I want to write, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to do what my soul wants to do. I want to teach this, this new way. And, and so anyway, we flipped roles and he became kind of the people pleaser in the relationship. And I became the dominator. And we didn't even realize that was happening until we had separated. And then when we both woke up to it, of course, we, we just realized how much we loved each other and we have five children. And so, you know, we've been healing our family, but The reason I say that is because it led me into, I mean, we were literally ready to sign the divorce papers. I mean, it was that, it was that close. And uh, we both awaken now to the fact that part of our path, because your mess is always your message. That's what I'm just like with my sister's suicide and all that. It's like, okay, where is the, what is this leading me to? This mess that I almost broke up my family. And it's like, okay, well, now your path is to help heal marriages save them. Amazing. So that's where I'm at now is, is bringing people into the, like, always look at your dysfunction as a gift. It's, it's not only is it, so first it's teaching you and then you get to help people with it. You get to teach it or heal it in others. That's an, that's a, that's a great connection because when we're not, we're not taught to look at our mess as something that can be incredibly powerful and, and positive and enlightening inside your own life. And then turn around and teach it into into somebody else's, so they don't experience the same mess that you've created. It's very vulnerable and scary <laughs> to put your story out there. Yes. Tell, trust me, like yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I know, I know exactly where you're coming from. I mean, I wasn't, I was at a place where it just wasn't working. There was, mm-hmm. I hadn't done anything uh, unfaithfully in my marriage or anything like that. But it was, we had separated. We had grown apart. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a male and uh, uh, two young kids, I was scared. I was scared to, to fail them and follow the same path and mm. the same behaviors and same everything that my parents had. My parents split uh, when I was a junior in high school and it, and it, was, it was painful. And mm. I guess I never really let go of that pain and never really, never really put two and two together on how much that really affected me and how much you follow along those patterns. So 
I was intrigued when you said breaking the patterns of the past and breaking breaking those organizations up because you're not them and you don't have to be them. So mm-hmm. tell me more about that and how how this has been a big paradigm shift for the for the new feminine leadership and breaking those patterns. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm glad that you and your wife are healing things, right? And yeah. you came to that. Everybody's I think we're all now being faced with like how are our how are things working and not working? The balance of the energy is that is 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 very hard. It's it's incredibly hard because I do have, I mean, there's feminine parts of me that I have just certainly started to discover uh with yeah. with being creative and being sharing and and finding a little mm-hmm. bit of music and all that kind of stuff. And and for her, yeah. she's got a new job, new career, and it's you know, so there's yeah. that balance is tough. Yeah. So sorry, I got sidetracked. Yeah. What was the question? Oh, <laughs> How man. do we, <clears throat> what is the new feminine leadership paradigm? Is that Yeah. Let's of? talk about the okay. new feminine leadership paradigm and in that breaking of the patterns. Yeah. Okay. So feminine leadership looks like it doesn't matter what my status is. If I've gone through all the channels of getting the degree or this or that, it's what has life taught me and brought me to. Um, it's all, it's also a lot of mothering in terms of compassion, like mothering yourself first. So self-care and we've seen a big resurgence in this, in the personal development and, um, you know, entrepreneurship domains of like self-care. That's all feminine leadership. That's, that's what it's about. It's about nourishing the self. And a lot of it is spiritual connection and, and it has nothing to do with religion. It's just, where do I find the divine within because if you can't learn to receive that first and you try to give to your community, it just doesn't work. Like I, It's like I was saying, you're listening to a teacher or a leader say stuff or teach stuff and you're like, hmm, not feeling it. Well, it's because they haven't, and this is not judging them, it's just where they're at. They'll learn it some way, somehow, but it's because that person hasn't shown up in their own way of connection within to divine source, to their soul, voice. And they're trying to speak from a place of ego. And, and e- we need ego, mm-hmm. but healthy ego is like humble, surrender, and that's all feminine. It's what, it's like I, it, it, you could look at his prayer too, like, I don't know what to do here. I don't have the answer. Someone in ego would show up as, here's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So feminine leadership is all about guiding people, not telling them what to do. It's about a good leader, whether they're male or female, are in feminine leadership of, I'm going to help you access the answers for yourself. I'm not going to try to be your guru or your God or your demigod or whatever. I'm not going to dictate to you what it, the way it is. I'm going to help you find what's true for you. Yeah. Pushing that. It's, it's not, it's the opposite of patriarchy. <laughs> yes. Pushing the power out. And it's not a top down. It's not a top down and that no. you're starting to, or I'm starting to realize the more that I see in in the way of leadership inside of organizations and and, and just in in my studies is that it's the new the new way of leadership is pushing power out and letting letting people be heard for who they am and accepting mm-hmm. them for who they are because that's what makes us yeah. so unique is our unique abilities and our unique skill sets and our own perspectives and those types of things that just make things so unique and you know, really where I was, where I was going with that is it's, it's giving them, you know, it's, it's the tools to, to be able to go find it for themselves. 
And it's so hard. Yeah. It is so hard. To it's do. empowering. It is empowering. And yeah, it, it really is it, worth it. Yeah, especially it's, when you think, you know, like as a parent, right? That's we could take that same approach. Like, here's the answer versus, okay, let me show you how you can find the answer for yourself. You don't have to follow my path. That's yeah. what I learned because I have three young adults, children, and a married daughter. And two little grandbabies. And then I have a seven and a five-year-old. It's a whole story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, they came along in my 40s, yeah. the two youngers. And I, it's so interesting because with the first set of kids, it was all about me to be like, you will go to church with me. You will do this. You will do that. And I still taught them to be truth seekers in their own way. And they very much have entrepreneurial spirit because they were raised by parents who didn't clock in and clock out. But there came a time where our way was no longer their way in terms, especially in the religious department. I mean, we are living in Utah, so you can probably surmise Mormonism was what we were all born into. Mm -hmm. That was the system. And it became intolerable to their souls to have a leader teach them certain things that they weren't resonating at. And especially the patriarchy, which is hugely dominant in this culture here. So it was really, they became my teachers in hey, here's some distortion over here and I'm not resonating with this. And I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> it's, a, it's church. <laughs> like it's church. Um, so that, that until again, until there is equal representation between masculine and feminine in any system, it will fall. It is falling. If we don't have egalitarian leadership that honors both the masculine and the feminine, equal visibility, equal authority, those systems are going to start crumbling. So it's not about a matriarchy or a patriarchy. There's actually a term called gynarchy, which is equal, almost like democracy, masculine, feminine leadership. Yeah. And that's not, you're not just talking from like big business and big corporations. I mean, that can go all the way down into the family and into the family. And it's, that's, it's, it's almost ridiculous to think about a mom and a dad not having equal parenting or equal power in the home. There are a lot of homes where they still see the man as the head of everything <laughs> and the woman and the final say. <laughs> um, it's still very much alive in the world. Yeah. How would this world change if you had that authentic power connection to your body and your soul, to the divine and to everybody yeah. else? That is the feminine. It is about embodiment. It's about, about being right here on the earth and in the body versus heady or logical or whatever. It's not the mind, it's the heart. Mm-hmm. How do you know when you're on the right path? Yeah. So when I really dove, this is where it shifted for me because my daughter and I did a 200 hour yoga teacher training together. She wanted to become a yoga instructor. I wanted to just learn it with her. So um, she, she was 19 at the time and it rocked our worlds because this is not new stuff. These are ancient, the ancient mystic sage and saints and healers. They all understood the power of being in the body and how when you disassociate by trying to be too um, linear or factual or logical, you lose the nuance of life. You lose, so the, so the breath is very feminine, being in the breath, breath work, 
it's all very, very feminine. It's about flow and, and living. There's a lot of uh, spiritual connotation to that. And it's all in yogi tradition. But when you are connected to your breath, you're, you, to a degree, you get out of your head. You go into the center of the lungs and the heart. And you can connect in deeper to who you are. And there's more flow there because breath is about flow. And, and it's impossible to die or commit suicide by holding your breath. You're being breathed. And as soon as it's your time to not be breathed, that's your time to not be alive. And we surrender into that breath. So that's, that's the answer to the deeper answer to your question is all the answers are in the breath. It's stopping and getting still and breathing into who you are in the depths of your being. And surrendering. Mm-hmm, and surrendering. It's, it's, it, you make it sound, it sound so easy. <laughs> it's not. And it's not. Because we're in our head. That's right. And it takes yeah. it takes a tremendous amount of time. I mean, this isn't something that, in from my own experience, this has been a two, this has been a two year at least two years uh, since I started. So I feel like I'm at the very beginning of all of this in learning about spirituality because I was the kid, the guy who grew up away from the church. There was none of it. There was no spirituality. There was no no connection. That might have been a blessing to you because you didn't get programmed by a religion. Yeah, there was none of it. So. But I mean, at the we, same time, yeah, yeah, we were we we're a Catholic family, but all I, I mean, there were some some of my family members who were who were, who were deep into it and are to me, quote unquote, programmed by it and with their thoughts and and all those types of things. So you're right, maybe it is a blessing that I wasn't part well, of. Well, they're not teaching the breath in churches. No, it's a patriarchal system. Gotcha. Yeah, because I've never. So this is a new forward. movement. So you're part of the new movement of awakeners, which is like the new spirituality, which is actually the old before the patriarchy came in. Which yeah. is I mean, it's been an amazing, it's been yeah. an amazing awakening, just just leaning and leaning into it and saying, you know what, this is really uncomfortable for me because I don't know anything about it. And I was somebody who just completely shut it down and shunned it out and shut it out of my life. But to have it a part of my life and finding that connection to nature and connection to, to who I am and mm-hmm. understanding that I'm not my physical body. I'm I'm not uh, what I do. I'm not who who I where I live. I'm not any of that. There's yeah. there's a deeper connection to it, and and finding that, and getting into a place where you can just sit and be and and breathe and just be aware and awake to to listen. And mm. then once you once you listen, to trust it. And yeah. I know a re- this was a really foolish example, but it, it it really was a spot that came up. We were playing. Have you ever played Clue? Yeah, I played the game mm-hmm. Clue. So I used to play all the time when I was a young girl. <laughs> all right, cool. So we're in this we're in this quarantine. All right, so we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. So family game night came up, and my carols are Harry Potter fans. So we have Harry Potter Clue. <laughs> so we're playing Clue. We're playing Clue. We're going along. We're going along. And I get into the middle, and I go to make my guess. And I had it circled off, but during the last couple uh, couple turns that happened, uh, somebody mentioned, one of my daughters mentioned something and it kind of threw me off a little bit. So I get in there to make my guess and I hesitate because I, I, I thought I had the answer, but then I second guessed it. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, my wife says to me, she goes, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, okay. So I made my guess and it was wrong. And it was wrong because I didn't trust mm. my gut. The original answer that I had circled was the correct one. And I went against it. And I knew inside of me, and this is a very foolish example, but it's 100% in line with what we're talking about, is that 
your insides are telling you something. There's a voice that's telling mm-hmm. you something and it's the right way and you always need to trust it. And that was a, that was a prime example because I said to myself, should have just trusted my gut mm-hmm. and listened to what I was saying. Beautiful realization. <laughs> yeah. So, and um, there's a, there's a beautiful, like just an, in a practical way for people because most of us are pretty visual. We have to have a visual. If somebody says breath or get inside or whatever, like, I don't understand that. So one of my favorite visuals when you talked about going with your gut that's very feminine because that's the womb space of knowing. It's your gut reaction, your gut response. Um, but if you can picture like your still point is your heart. So imagine that we're going to make a figure eight, like an infinity symbol. And the center point is the heart. Most of the, and I spent most of my career um, post getting my psych degree on understanding science of emotion and mind body stuff. So that's been the bulk of my career. And it's been said and it's demonstrated actually scientifically that there are more neural pathways that run from your heart to your head than from your head to your heart. So it's not like your brain's commanding everything. That's what we've been taught in the old system. Mm-hmm. Your brain's in charge and it's controlling and sending all the messages. Actually, your heart is continuously by far sending many more messages to the head to get you to quote unquote wake up or lead, your heart's leading. So imagine that infinity symbol coming from your head, or sorry, from your heart up to your head in a loop, back down to your heart, and then down to your gut and back up to your heart, okay? Mm. And that pathway, those are your three main neural processing centers in your body, your three main emotional and spiritual centers in your body, your heart, your head, and your gut. And when they're connected and communicating, that's when you feel good. That's when you're in the zone. That's when you're answering your call. And it's never going to be a perfect thing every single day. Right. But when I'm meditating and breathing, that's what I think about. Um, the lungs kind of back up the heart, right? So you're breathing through the lungs. It's so interesting that COVID is all about respiratory because the lungs hold sadness. <laughs> the lungs are the area of the body that holds sadness and grief. And so we're breathing that out as a collective. But yeah, so you just, when I'm meditating in the morning, I'll like, I do a lot with emotional aromatherapy. So essential oils, I'll be breathing something because there's a lot of uh, smell receptors on the heart and actually smell is the fastest portal to get to your limbic brain, which is the emotional center of your brain. And your, your gut is your second brain. There's a more neuro, I self-published a book on depression in 2007 and I interviewed a, a woman from Johns Hopkins who's also, she's not only is she a medical doctor of gastroenterology, but she also has a double degree in psychiatry. So she studied the gut and psychiatry, double doctorate, crazy smart lady. Wow. Yeah, Jane Gagliardi. And she taught me that neuroscience has not begun to understand or discover all the neurotransmitters that reside on the lining of your digestive tract. There are multiple more. Um, neurotransmitters on the lining of your gut than they're on your brain by far, which is fascinating to me. So that's another pathway that's always communicating and, and has neuropathway right up to the heart and then to the head, trying to convince this beautiful brain of ours what to do, mm. the heart and the gut. So being grounded, like being in your body and through breath and meditation and um, acknowledging the sensations in the body, think of all of the gut imbalances we have right now. Well, that's um, where that's where I was headed with this is so if if that's true and a lot of this aligns through our gut to your point. 
is when there's when there's sickness and how we create sickness is a lot through what we consume. Yes. So our gut health is significant in all of this. Absolutely. That is the portal to your feel good right there because all those neurotransmitters are lining that are there waiting to be active, you know, to, to be cleansed and activated. And so having a good gut train, you know, really high, good probiotics, lots of things like kombucha and drinks like that. And, you know, really, really good pre and probiotic enzymes, digestive enzymes. Um, if you're not taking a good enzyme supplement, make sure the bulk of your diet has fiber and um, lots of good, you know, drink, green smoothies are great for the gut biome, but they don't help with fiber. Right. You need fiber um, because you need good gut motility, which is flow, which is feminine. Mm-hmm. And if you're not eliminating, you know, a couple of times a day, there's something, there's something wrong. And for women, that's a big thing. A lot of women are literally constipated and you, it's an emotional constipation. It's not just physical. It's not just, so. it's not just women. It's yeah. not just women. I'll tell it's you been, that yeah, changed true. the game for me is when I changed, changed my diet. And mm-hmm. I talked about this on my, on my last episode with a woman that Andrea Lowell, that I did um, her upgrade to raw program. And it was eight weeks. It was completely transformational. It set the foundation for everything that I've done so far in the last few years. But sh- switching my diet completely to a raw diet, raw food diet for a, very, mm. for a period of time, it changed the game for everything. What did it, you notice? Like what was different? So many things, so many things. And, you know, I think the, the result of the weight loss and all those types of things were, you know, that's fine. That's, that just comes along with, with, with the way I was eating and the way I was exercising. But the real true, I would say, changes that I felt were not only from the inside out with my with blood pressure levels, with cholesterol levels, with all those types of levels that went completely, completely perfect. But it was the energy level. It was the clarity in my mind. It was the ability to to be open and, and to, to accept and, and have the opportunity to take on more and more. I mean, more uh, ability to, to find my my passion and to look into the spiritual path because if I didn't, Mm. if I didn't take this, if I didn't go that way, there's no way that I would have been continuing down this path and having that ability to, to find this and and to continue down and and, and Mm. find that connection with nature. So that was, to me, was one of the biggest, was one of the biggest things. I mean, the result of weight loss and all that kind of stuff is, is, it is what it is. Um, I think there was a, yeah, heck of a lot I, more to it. I think that's beautiful. And that is the other part of the feminine, you know, sourcing more of the feminine and the inner work is connecting to nature, not just being outside, but like you're doing with raw food and whole foods. Yeah. Because our bodies are craving that. Yeah. And you've, so it can, to me, uh, the next thing I was going to ask you was, does it go both ways? Is that, you know, the release and the, the feeling of comfort? And is that why uh, the women turn to food and feel like they, um, for that connection and that emotional yeah. eating. Is that why? Yeah, there's a really good book called Nourishing Wisdom. Men and women do this, but when we're first born, our first connection is to our mother and milk. So food becomes everything. And women, um, we are natural nurturers and so and nourishers. So whether we were fed by a bottle or breastfed, it doesn't matter. Men and women have always been searching for that same comfort. That can, it's about connection. It's not about the food. 
So if you have a belief that food brings you to connection, you'll keep doing that. But if you, I mean, you'll use food as your connection piece. But if you look at it as a nourisher and a sustainer, which is its job and to bring you joy, then you'll lose the emotional connection and you will just just see it as a source of nourishment rather than a need, a, a physical, like it is a need, we all need to eat. But there's an addiction that can come when we fall into using it as our source of main comfort. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going to, we're going to see that on the, on the, with the world now because people are hunkering in. They can't, you know, they can't go to restaurants and um, there's limited access to those other comforts, right? And so it's like, I, I see a lot of posts of people like eating tons of junk food right now because they're just like, oh my gosh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I fell into that for a little while. And sure. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Netflix absolutely. and junk food, you know, it's like, how better can we disconnect from what's really happening? Yeah, absolutely. And it was, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, and it is part of, you know, going into the junk food and stuff like that, but it's also, you know, when you shift your mindset to using food as a fuel source, and that's what it is in a specific need for nutrients. Mm. In a time like this, I know I find myself just for something to do, bored. Yeah. You yeah. Know, feel like you're <laughs> telling yourself, your mind's telling yourself you need to eat something, you need to eat something. We really don't need to eat anything. Then you go and grab junk food. Yeah. And what if we use it as food of a soul food? Like what if we connected to our loved ones and what if we put on some beautiful music and lit a candle and just played games and whatever you know the breath the and it's not that we can't use food as that too like cooking and those but being the artist in our lives is what we really want to do mm-hmm. whatever that art looks like and we all have it inside of us mm-hmm. absolutely why does this we have, all to have be the so- artist archetype <laughs> Why does it have to be so complicated and so complex? You know, and maybe it doesn't. Maybe we are the ones, yeah, we're the ones complicating it. But the way of nature is very simple. Stop, get rooted, connect to, connect in, connect to the earth. Think of a, like just as a flower or a seed. Germinate. We'll all go through these cycles where we're going into a descent pattern where we get buried and it's dark. We don't understand that we're being grown. But if we water and get nourishment and sunlight, through many ways, right? People, um, new knowledge. There's many ways we can sustain and support while they're, while we're germinating. Because as a world, that's what's happening. We're in a descent journey, um, and we're going to come out on the other side. and And the teachers have been being called out for a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by that, right? Like mm-hmm. the people who they, we've been prepared for this. Yeah, this is the time. This mm-hmm. is the time to get the, the the message out and the new message that it doesn't have to be the old way. There, right. There's a, there's a whole new possibility that's out there and a new version of yourself that you've never even known existed. And yeah. it's, it's going to hurt. It's it not going to be comfortable. <laughs> it's not comfortable at all. It's, it's, it's not Netflix and junk food. No. It's, 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 Facebook it's a and different Instagram. kind. It's none of that. And no. the whole world is, is asleep. <laughs> yeah. Big time. And it's, it's not but easy. There, but you know when there's true transformation is when it hits critical mass. And it needed something like a virus for it to hit critical mass. Because there's a lot of people who've been like us who've been awake for a while. But until what we teach and bring will not be as received until the crisis hits a critical mass. And that is what's happening. How do you change the mass? How do you get it out there that this, this is the way? 
Yeah. So that's, that's a masculine question. How do you get it out there mm-hmm. with action? Right. And we need that. But the feminine would ask, how do I show up as a pure vessel so that it can come to me? How do I prepare myself to receive what, so it can show up for me? And that's, because the, let, let's just talk about sales for a minute. Cause I have a global business of many thousands strong. I know how to get things done. Um, I am grateful for that, that I do have that in me um, because that would have been my first go-to question is what do I need to do? Mm. Deeper question is what do I need to be? Um, so it's like, you know, we can, we can look at this as, like you said, the old way is about achievement and material definitions of success, whatever that means, physical manifestations of success. But consider that um, as things start to crumble, it's like conc- it's like a sidewalk that everyone was walking on, and now it has a an earthquake and it. it has a fissure. And what really needed to come up was this energy of love and true, you know, just true pure energy of just oneness. And that's the new model: oneness, no rank or person above another. So we we. That's what we've been hungry for. We just haven't known it. So we've been trying to like bring it to people in a way that they, you know, mass, whatever. And I love that there are people doing that, like Oprah and, you know, lots of teachers that are doing that in mass. Um, I think what's happening now is more organic. Like one person wakes up and they go tell one or two other people and then those people wake up. And then, so this grassroots awakening is what brings the new earth. It's not hierarchy and government leaders and religious leaders as a top down, like you said. Mm -hmm. There's no hierarchy in spirit. We're all one. And and so when when you get that in your body and you're like, oh, integration, oneness, masculine, feminine, heal that. And you really do that work it shows up for you. If people show, and you have a desire to teach, it shows up for you. It doesn't mean you have, don't have to do things to put those structures in place, right? but it will come to you. You don't have to bust your butt to um, like put it out there. So for instance, the old sales model of light yourself on fire, call as many people as you can in two hours, you know, two hours and kill it. Well, what if in the feminine way, two people came to your mind and you call those two people and you close those two people rather than having to call 200 mm-hmm. and try to close all the masses. What if you're meant to reach two people and those two people are so pivotal to the awakening in their sphere of whatever they're in that only you could reach those two people, but then they bring many more people to you. Does that make sense? It does make so sense. That's the new way. That's, that's the feminine, like it comes to you and you don't have to kill yourself off to bust your butt or light your, there's literally a phrase, light yourself on fire. Right. Um, that doesn't have to happen. <laughs> right. It's gentler. No, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a big statement right there. And that is a, a wonderful uh, revelation that you just shared with everybody is that, and, and me too, cause I'm sitting here saying, wow, we're all one. And mm-hmm. if, if you're willing, if you're willing to do the work for yourself, and awaken yourself and just focus on doing the work for yourself and, and being more aware and getting yourself into a place that is more connected. Mm-hmm. And, you sh- and, and you just go and live your life and just be alive. 
then people are going to be drawn to you and drawn to what you're doing and how do you feel so good or you know how how are you making this happen inside of your own life and you tell them where's that radiance coming from teach me how to get that yeah i want that i don't know how to get it yeah and then when you share it with one person but that person came to you for a specific reason so it's not like you have to try to sell them on anything it's not like it's a cold call they're drawn to you for a specific reason and when you share with them your path, your transformation, your thoughts, how you came about all this. And all you're doing is sharing your story mm-hmm. and sharing your experiences. And they go and they start to have a feeling opposed to, and, and that can be the result. Maybe they sit for, who knows what it could be. I mean, there could be so many things. Maybe you could talk to them for five minutes and all of a sudden they leave you and they've never felt so good in their life. And that's what it takes. And right. then that transforms into one more person, another person, another person. So. I needed to it's hear that. It's a virus. It's a good virus. Yeah, it's, it is. That's the <laughs> that's the virus that we should be that we should be spreading. Yeah. So I mean that uh, that really hit home for me because that's it's in this whole process. It, you're right. It's not easy. It's painful, and it's hard to break those old patterns. Yeah, there will be an undoing within each awakened person where they have to get out of ego. Yeah. To lead, yeah, and it, and I I have to battle that all the time, as much it's as I you know, know. it's you, no, it's it really know. is hard. It's it's we need the ego, or we would never get anything done. Right, we we literally would be a blob without the ego structure. Um, healthy ego is, I'm going to guide you because I might have a different kind of knowing that could serve you, gotcha. as opposed to. And that's a, that's the, that's a teacher out of ego. That's a teacher or a leader that's going, hey, you know, let's let's reason together. And here's an insight I've discovered that might assist you. Versus, but you need to check that in your out in yourself and see if that resonates. Versus, religion, for example, this is what you must do if you don't do this. And we're your leaders, and we're telling you, and we're telling this is from God. And you know, and this happens in homes, in families. It happens in schools, not just religion. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be dictated to. We want to be in a relationship with Yeah. Wow. all of our leadership. Yeah. It is the new way. That's why Oprah is so popular, to be honest, because she leads with that feminine not knowing. She's always in, in asking. She's not the kind of person that shows up with all the answers. She's genuinely fascinated by every guest she has mm-hmm. because she enters the conversation with teach me that's why oprah is so popular yeah and i was on the oprah show fyi that was the year of my awakening Uh there's a whole story i'll I'll just tell you really super fast so i had been praying to be asked asking god as a mother of really young children like right around 1999 okay there's this whole y2k thing going on there was a lot of fear but it was also like how do I, like I could see myself going into family patterns of depression and I didn't like that. So anyway, um, the answer came to do this pageant. So, um, but before that I was, um, my sister asked me, looks up something online. I go online. She wanted me to find something on the Oprah website. So I, I found it and I told her about it. But then as I was on there, I saw on the sidebar, 
there's this episode, there's, we're looking for people who've been living with their in-laws. Anyway, I was, we were living with my in-laws at the time because my husband was out of work. So, and I had a two-year-old and a baby. So I sent this thinking no one's going to ever read this. An Oprah producer called two days later, short story. We were on live Oprah show in a month. My in-laws, my husband, myself representing healthy version of living with your in-laws. But when I, the reason it was my awakening is because when I came home and looked at the live show and I saw myself and I was totally not in my power, I was frumpy, I was victim-y, there was a lot of stuff happening. I wish I could find that tape, but because I don't know what happened to it. But it was in that moment where I had the most fervent prayer of my entire life. I'm drowning. I don't want to be this way. I don't want to show up this way. I don't know what else to do. Help me. It was total surrender. And within days, I was, that's when I found out about the Mrs. Utah pageant of all things. The no universe way. sends you the weirdest stuff when you ask. Um, but I ended up going on a huge transformational journey with pageantry and ended up eventually winning Mrs. Utah. And that set me on the course of speaking and refining myself. I had already gotten my psych degree. And then the year I was Mrs. Utah is the year my sister took right. her life. So as I look back, I can see how. And this is what I'm saying about feminine energy. Like you, even though we are all in this doing mode, that's what America's about. It's all about doing and conquering and all these things and colonizing. Um, it's served us to some degree, but now it's like, how do we take stock of how like we hurt the Native Americans and what have we done in our dominance to colonize and, and achieve that have really hurt people? And And I can see that I was, there was a setup for that, like in my life, as I look back, that everything was brought to me, the family dynamics, learning about the pageant, being on Oprah, all that was brought to me. I didn't have to, I didn't have to like kill myself to go find out what my purpose is. My purpose came and showed up in, in the form of the dysfunction. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm sure your listeners know this and I'm sure you know this. I, and it's my favorite phrase and you'll see that right on my website. Your mess is your message, period. That it's in there. That's amazing. That's wow. That's I mean, that is powerful in itself. And just that one saying and that whole transformation that that you've had and just sitting back and and being able to recognize it that the hard things that show up when they continuously show up, it's a sign. Yeah. And are you willing to are you willing to see it? Are you awake enough to see it? We are all on the hero's journey. Yes. It's yeah. just got to identify. And if you study Joseph Campbell's work, you got to identify where am I at on the hero's journey? And then his very last step is, um, there's a point at which you meet your teacher, teachers, and they have this elixir for you, right? Yes. This metaphorical elixir. And when you find that, that's when you're awake. And then you have to share that elixir with everyone else because why would you, how could you keep that to yourself? Right? Yeah. Wow. So much to unpack and we're over an hour here and we could go on forever. Mm-hmm. So many good yeah, things. There's a lot to say. Yeah. So <laughs> I want it is, it's going to be something that is going to, I'm going to want to listen to multiple times and, you know, we're going to end, let's end with this. If the listeners make it through this entire thing, and they come to the end, what are three things that they can do today when they shut this off and they can do and what can they do today 
to start their own transformation and make it, make a change in their life? Yeah. Great question. Uh, I feel like most people, because the world is kind of on pause, right? We've got to be quarantined at least till the end of April to some degree, social distancing minimum. That's all we know right now. Mm -hmm. That's all we know. So this is a beautiful invitation for people to stop everything and do a literal timeout. I, I heard somebody say, Mother Earth's really mad. She sent all of us to our rooms. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah, we get to have a timeout and inner work of journals, journaling. And now for men, this is like maybe not even a common practice. A lot of women like to journal, light a candle, take a breath, emotional, just emotional connection. But I have actually a multi-sensory downloadable free healing kit on my website. Okay. My brand is Stand, Speak, Shine. So people can go to standspeakshine.com forward slash healing kit. Also, um, for people who are feeling some discord in their relationships, particularly their marriage, and I know this is really strong for entrepreneurs. As I said, I was on the verge of divorce with my husband. Um, Last year we were we were there, and so now saving marriage is being part of my path. I'm offering a free marriage masterclass for people. So so you got to heal the masculine and feminine within your own soul before you can heal it in your marriage. A lot of people don't understand that concept. So we're I'm diving deep with a woman from the UK named Dimple Thacker. She's absolutely incredible. Cool. She's she is a corporate and celebrity love coach and. She's, I met her in Costa Rica over a luxury marriage rec retreat and she and I are doing this free marriage masterclass. So people can also find that on stansbeshine.com forward slash mar marriage masterclass. And it's on April 23rd. So we'll, we'll have a recording of it available as well. Awesome. The live one is April 23rd. So those two offerings are where I'm at right now with helping the planet. I didn't have to search out Dimple, the love coach. She and I found each other, universe set it up. And that's how, you know, when you, you make these connections, cause I've been doing coaching for, you know, decades. And, um, sometimes you meet this soul, this other soul who's, cause she was married almost 25 years and almost divorced as well. And we both were coaches on our own path of being in our masculine and getting it done. And our husband and our marriages were suffering. Mm -hmm. So strong women, that's what happens. We don't know how to source the sovereign feminine. And so we go into unhealthy masculine and then our marriages and our relationships start to suffer. So this is a big piece of my work now is helping men understand the feminine in them, helping women source it within themselves, helping both come together in healthy masculine and feminine, but first working in their own sovereignty and, and taking ownership of how that's playing out in them first. So those, those, the apps of the marriage masterclass is going to be, you know, working with Dimple and, and our work there is really fun. It's, and it's, it's painful stuff too. Like you said, um, we're not just the inner work is the deep and the deeper work. I mean, most people die before they do that. Most Absolutely. people leave the planet before they're willing to go in and in really see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's too comfortable to stay where you're at. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's why half the marriages are ending in divorce. Mm -hmm. Yep. And there is no there is no light without the dark. And you have to be willing. Have to be willing to get uncomfortable. And that's exactly where I found myself two years ago out at this uh, uh, at this place 
It was called, are you familiar with Wake Up Warrior? No, I'm not. It's out in California. It's this gentleman named Garrett J. White. Oh, I know Garrett White. He's from Utah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's, I know Garrett. Okay. So he's the founder of this, this movement for men, married businessmen. Awesome. Okay. Wake Up Warrior. Mm. And I found, I was in a, somebody, somebody gave me his book. And a friend of mine gave me his book and I read his book. And it was just like he was sitting next to me, uh, telling me his story and reading my life back to me. And it really hit me hard at that time. And that was when I realized that it was me. It starts, it starts with me. And it starts with me being willing to get very uncomfortable. And I found myself out in California at one of his, one of his conferences. And I had no reason to be there. This was, with, this was with businessmen from all over the world that were very accomplished in their, in their careers at that time. You know, 300 of them. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be selected inside of it because of the application I put in. Long story short. But that's, that is where my journey started with all of it. And I've met people um, along that way. And it's only because I was willing to say, just go, just go and listen to it. And then I find myself out at, it, it, it was one, it was a one week. Um, it was, uh, it was one of his, his key programs um, from Wake Up Warrior. And it was a one week uh, dive and it was, you're out there and you're just going through absolute misery, but stripping it all back. And it was a safe place. It's called Warrior Week. Safe place to just shed all of it and, and, and go there. So amazing. So mm. I have a total, I do retreats for women too. And I have a total belief in the power of events to shift and wake people up. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was everything. I mean, that was a, that was the foundation of learning the tools and learning and giving myself, really giving myself permission that it was okay. It's okay mm. to, to be you. It's okay to feel this way. It's okay to, 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 to be angry. It's okay to have all these emotions. It's okay to go down this road and feel the way that you're feeling and, and just let it out. You are yeah. who you are. So it was, it was really learning that, learning that ability to just say, and surrender that it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, power and not having to have everything all figured out. Just do, just moving into then the mask. The unhealthy masculine would have to figure everything out before he acted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of. Logically. I still have a lot of unhealthy masculine in me because I am a very structured person, and very you know this a has to structure be, is good. Be completed Stru- before structure. B. We need. Yeah. We need, yeah, we need it. And I wouldn't label yourself totally unhealthy. I, I experience you as somebody who's very balanced that way, just in talking with you. Yeah. I think, I think where, where it's at is just, you know, there are some things that m- must be experienced and felt rather than read about or understood, you know, logically. There's, and I actually heard a teacher say who you are must be experienced who you are must be felt um so all these things about finding our purpose and tell me who i am and going to another person to get that it's never going to happen we have to experience who we are it helps to read cool theories of like where we came from and all that um and what we're about and similarities of personality typing and things but ultimately like enneagram is amazing all that stuff ultimately 
to really find yourself, you have to experience who you are. And that comes with exactly what you were saying with um, Garrett's Wake Up Warrior. You had to go in and feel it. You had Mm -hmm. to feel the feelings and get to the heart of the, the beliefs you're holding about what's true for you. And, 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 People who can hold the space and contain the space for people to do that are like amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the, probably the reason that you were drawn to go experience that is you will probably be doing something very similar. You probably already are. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 And it showed up for you, right? You didn't have to kill yourself to find it. It just came. Right. And, and that is something that, yeah, absolutely. It just came at the, it came at the right moment. And because if it didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. And there would be things in my life that were completely different. And you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer now that we're connected to people, and we and things show up in our life just like they happen with you. Is that regardless of what level they are, they show up in your life for a specific reason, and the connections that you have with people are for a very specific reason. There's Absolutely. no, I mean, there's there's no doubt in my mind that there's a reason why you said yes to come onto the show. There's a reason why I reached out to that particular group and said, Hey, I have a show. I'm willing to have people who are like-minded onto the, on, onto my show to share their stories and share their journeys and and their findings so they can serve others and serve as many people as they possibly can. And you said, yes. And, and you showed up today and that's, that's Mm. a gift that you had just given our listeners and, you know, with your, with your podcasts, uh, they can, they can certainly tune into you, um, women seeking wholeness. Yes. And it's on, I found it on iTunes. Is it anywhere else other than iTunes? Everywhere. Spotify, cool. everything. Yeah. Google Play. It's on, it's on all of them. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And over to your website and then look for, I will put it out to the listeners, uh, your your masterclass is coming up there. for Yeah. com. Cool. It's all on there. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This has been great to get to know you. Cool. Stay safe during this uh, quarantine. And yeah, you too. I really appreciate it once again. Thanks, Tony. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Facing the Facts, the path to gaining control, accessing power, and ultimately creating a life of abundance. Are you an independent business owner or real estate professional who's ever felt like you're out on this island alone, going through this journey of life and business, and there's nobody else around you experiencing the same challenges and problems that you face every single day? Have you ever felt like you just needed somebody to talk to? Somebody who got it. Somebody who has experienced the same challenges that you face. Somebody who could bring some perspective into your world. Or maybe you're tired of trying to figure this game of life out alone, and you want to talk to somebody about your specific challenges and how to break free of the chaos. I want to introduce to you high performance coaching for independent business owners and real estate professionals who want to unlock their life's purpose and passion, access the power across all areas of life, including their health and their wellness, mindset and belief, relationships and family, and gain control of their money so that you can create a life of prosperity and abundance and ultimately reach financial freedom. Head over to the show notes to learn more about high performance coaching. Stay tuned for next week's episode and thanks again for joining me.